have with me today uh, my friend from Hungary. He is from Hungary. And um, I met him yesterday for the very first time. Let me just tell you a little bit, a little bit about, and I pronounce his, his name different every time. I, I pronounce it different. Peter Lakatos. And uh, Peter was trained at the prestigious Musical Academy of Budapest. And he teaches piano during the day at the University of Debrecen. That's good. I did good. Um, we, we had CDs of his music. I'm sorry to say we do not have any more because the early service bought all of them. But um, if you want, after you hear his music today, you're going to want a CD. We are going to be getting more for the bookstore, but also there is a website called soundsofgod.com, soundsofgod.com, where you can go and order it and, and get his, um, his CD. Um, so, so we don't have those. You can just blame that on the early service. They got all of them. Uh, but we will have more for the bookstore a little bit later. Peter uh, pastors a church of about 200 people, which is very large church for Hungary, and uh, um, uh, it is a very powerful church, very lively uh, church, a life-giving church. As a matter of fact, uh, his English is uh, broken, but yesterday when I met him at the airport, we, our hearts connected. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, we were able to communicate, and uh, he was telling me about his church, and I got to tell you guys, it's amazing how much his church in Hungary has the same heart of this church. It's absolutely amazing. And so uh, he and I were very, very excited about that. So we want to pray for him and his church. His church is called um, uh, Free, Free Christian Church. Free Christian Church. Now, we're good. you have to pay to come here, but his is free. And, um, and I also want to tell you that he is an overseer for the IPHC in Hungary. So he is not only the pastor of his church, but he is overseer of 17 other churches. Can I, can I tell you that God is at work in Hungary? Yes. God is at work, and, and we are so happy to be a part of this. Uh, um, Peter is going to lead us in worship today. He's going to tell us his story. He is going to share with us from the scriptures today and um, tell us what God is doing in Hungary um, I'll let him tell you all about the country. I've got some stuff here about the country of Hungary, but I'll let him uh, talk about that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you for the opportunity to share my message. Sorry, my English is very simple. I am a beginner in the English language but I have a perfect God and I believe he has sent me here so he will help me now uh, I will read my message from the paper uh, and I believe you, you will understand everything this way I honor you Pastor Farrell Henderson I'm very thankful that I can stand here and I can share my message I came from Hungary this is a very small and unique country uh, on the eastern side of Middle Europe. I have a beautiful wife and four great children. They are in my heart all the time. They sent me a message, uh, a short message on the phone. They are watching me 
uh, on internet. So I want to say them hello. Sziasztok, szeretlek benneteket. Hallelujah. So uh, I'm the leader of the Hungarian RPC churches. We have 18 churches uh, and about uh, 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 1,200 members. I'm a pastor, I'm a worship leader also. So I would like to speak today about praise and worship. Uh, I have a fresh experience from Hungary. The last week we had a powerful time. For more than 12 years I have led a summer worship school. This is a music camp in Hungary, a Christian music camp. We learn uh, praise and worship the Lord. More than 1,000 people are together from more than 100, 100 churches, 100 different churches, Baptist, Pentecostal, charismatic churches, so uh, many different. And there is always a special atmosphere, great passion, good music, fantastic music, fantastic songs, new songs, and God's presence is always, all the time. We have found our hope for our country again. Two well-known IPHC ministers were also with us. I think you know them, Lee Grady and Linwood Berry from Spain. They were big blessing for us. Let me tell you about my first experience with praise and worship. When I came to know God, I didn't know any churches or pastors, only a few believers. They were my friends who had been saved, and they called to go to church. And it was very hard to me because I didn't believe in God until I was 18. I learned piano at university. I wanted to build a, a good career, but Jesus found me. So I started to follow him. I went to a church meeting with my friend. That was my first time in the church. I had learned classical music before on professional level, but in the church I heard a music totally different. There was a young boy who played the bass guitar. He was very small and weak, but bass guitar was very big and heavy. I was afraid that, uh, that he would be injured. There was a very bad keyboard, a drum from Time of Noah, three girls who sang the, sang the songs a little bit out of key. But everybody was very enthusiastic and full of passion. At first, I thought they were joking, <laughs> but they weren't. The people next to me stood up and started to sing the worship songs and they lifted, their, lifted up their hands. In that moment, I felt something new that I hadn't, I hadn't known before, the presence of God. It was a very great time for us, for me. I stood up also, I lifted up my hands and I started to sing those worship songs and my life changed. So I want to speak about 
Power of Praise and Worship. This is the title of my message, Power of Praise and Worship. Wow, very good job. <laughs> Subtitle is How to Get Victory in Our Everyday Life. First of all, you have to know God's presence is around us in every moment, in everywhere. There's a first point. God's presence is around us in every moment, in everywhere. God is the creator. He is here with us all the time, everywhere, but we don't feel always his presence because we lead busy lives. We have important things to do. We have work. We have children. We have a marriage. But if you are in trouble, if you have lost your passion, if you have lost your hope, you can find God and His presence always. Let me tell you something about feelings. Our feelings influence our life. When we have a problem, we immediately start thinking about how can we solve it on our way, own way. But I think in this case, you should step in God's presence, into the God's presence, in you, and you will find the solution for your problem. Sometimes we don't notice the good things in our life. We lose our hope or joy because of our failures and fears. What can we do then? I want to give you a key. The first scripture is Psalm 73. And this is a story. This is my, one of my favorite stories from the Bible. This is a story, uh, uh, Asaf story. Asaf is a worship leader. He's a good songwriter. He was a famous musician. But he's depressed. Look at this. Surely, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. He knows that God is good, but he doesn't feel it. He saw the people who live without God, but they are successful, rich, and healthy. At the same time, he has a lot of problems. He served God. He served people. But he has run out of his joy. He couldn't stand his, this situation. Do you know this feeling? Is it possible to have this feeling in your own life? I think yes, it is possible. Moreover, I know this feeling very well. Our country, Hungary, is famous for depression. We like complaining, we like criticizing people, we like criticizing the government, and we believe, we believe that conspiracy is at work everywhere. That's why I teach the next thing to my church at home. We want to be a happy church. This will be a prophetic sign for our country. So, 
How can we do this? What is the solution in this situation? What do you do? What will help you? We could say, you should read the Bible more. You should pray more. You should go to church more. Okay, these are very good things. And if you do it, it will be good. But it's not what you do that will help you, but being in God, God's presence personally. The next point is God wants an intimate relationship with you. He doesn't want you only to do something. He wants you to live with him. I really love this picture, lion with a sheep. So, intimate relationship. Asaf is a worship leader, so he goes to the church, and it was the tabernacle of David, where there was a permanent praise and worship, 24 hours a day. Do you believe that the McDonald's or Denny's restaurants or the Walmart supercenters were the, were the first to be opened all day? For 24 hours? No. This was the tabernacle of David. So Asaf could go to church every time. And then, when he entered the church, he stepped into the presence of God. And he could understand everything. Let's see. Psalm 73, verse 16 and 18. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. When he entered into his sanctuary, he understood everything. What a holy moment. He received peace. He received hope. He received power. Immediately, his future had been changed. Because his heart had changed. God's presence is God himself. You can meet him personally. The next picture is, you can see everything in your life from another perspective. Heaven's perspective. When you feel God's presence, when you feel his love, Everything will be changed. Remember, your life will continue in heaven if you live with Jesus and if Jesus lives with you. Then, why should we worry? Why are you angry? Why are you depressed? One of my uh, favorite uh, worship band is Delirious. You know Delirious, Delirious United, from United Kingdom. Uh, they were, wrote a very simple song. Every little time, every little thing gonna be all right. Every little thing gonna be all right. Every little thing gonna be all right. Do you know this? Okay. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> and I think not only little things, but all things. That's why the Bible says, Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 2, set your minds, things above, 
Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. You should listen to things that are above. When your focus is on your, heartly, on, on your earthly things only, you will lose your hope. Because this word is not a perfect word. There is a lot of hurt, lie, injustice. And we all make mistakes sometimes. But when your focus is on the things of heaven, your mind and your heart will be full of faith, hope, and love. Remember, faith, hope, and love. Paul says, these things endure forever. Eternity will give you peace, and with this peace, you can do anything. So, the next point is, keep your focus on heaven. Keep your focus on heaven. Please say this to your neighbor. Keep your focus on heaven. Keep your eyes on heaven. When you keep it, you won't forget your purpose. And you won't be distracted in your walk with God. The earthly things get smaller and your everyday life will be easier. How can we do it when we are in trouble and we are depressed? We should praise the Lord, but sometimes this is difficult for us in our hard situation. The next point is, you have to make a decision. I will worship the Lord all the time. You have to make a decision. I will worship the Lord at all times. This is very important. It's not a feeling. It is a decision. You must decide. You will worship God all the time. This was the decision David had made. Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Do you know this scripture? It's a very famous song from the Bible. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Have you ever talked to yourself? This is not a problem if you are a Christian. David had to say to himself, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Why was it so important? Maybe he was confused or he was depressed because of these failures. He spoke about it later in this psalm. Your task is to say this to your soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And you, your soul will be obedient like David's soul. What happens when we start to praise and worship? What will be changed? First of all, your heart will be changed. The next is, in God's presence, our heart will be changed. And this is the most important thing. When your heart is in a good state, 
your life gonna be all right. Why? Let's see. Very important scripture. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. This is one, one of the most important scripture for me. More than 18 years ago, this scripture changed my life. So, look at. Above all, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart and be careful. Everything you do has a beginning. And its beginning is in your heart. The things do not flow from the circumstances. Not, fro, not from the people, not from your boss, not from your husband or from your wife, not from your parents, not from your children. Your life is rooted in your heart. So if your heart is full of hope, full of power, peace, your future also will be full of these. The next, your future is rooted in your heart. Your future is rooted in your heart. When your heart is in despair, your future will be desperate. When your heart is, in, is, when your heart is confused, your future will be unsure. When your heart is hopeless, you will destroy your future with your own hands. But if your heart is confident in God, your future will be sure. If your heart is full of heaven, your future will be so as good as in heaven. If your heart is full of faith, hope, and love, your future will be full of faith, hope, and love. You have to guard your heart. Watch it carefully and you will have a great future. Let me tell you a personal story from my, from, from my life. In the beginning of our marriage, my wife and I had three fantastic children. And those children taught us important truths sometimes. We had an old car. It was a very good car for us but it had some strange habit. Uh, this, this car, it was like this. This was an East German car. We called this the East German miracle. Because this car didn't like to go up a hill because it was made for lowland. And it was the strangest thing, when it was raining, very heavily, the electric system took in water easily. In this case, your car stopped. You had to mop up and you would be angry. So one evening, we were driving this car, my wife, me, and three children, and it started to rain. We wanted to be at home soon, 
but we had, had to drive about 100 kilometers on the highway. And it was raining and raining, and heavier and heavier. First, the car began to go slower and slower. I pushed the gas pedal very hard, but it did not, uh, did not help. Finally, the car stopped. We were on the highway, one wife, three children in the car. It was evening, and I was very upset. But I thought, I won't give up. So I started to mop up the electric system. And I was successful. The car started again. I was proud. I solved our problem. I'm a good husband, a good father. And it was raining and raining. You know what happened next? The car stopped again. And I wasn't be successful again. I mobbed up the electric system, but nothing helped. We stood on the highway late evening, and we couldn't find any help. I said to myself, I served God. I'm a pastor. I'm a worship leader. I'm a good Christian. How can this happen to me? And I started to complain a lot. I started to dispute with my wife and with my children, but they were, thanks God, peaceful. I don't know why. It was a special grace from God to me. And then one of my children, she was my oldest daughter, said, Daddy, we should praise the Lord. I became really angry. <laughs> she is just a little child. How can she say this to me? I am the pastor. I am the worship leader. And she wants to teach me. But my wife said, this is a very good idea. My wife is full of wisdom. I said, okay. But I was full of anger. And I didn't want to sing any song. And then they began to worship the Lord. Three children, a good wife, and an angry worship leader. <laughs> but when they continued the song, my feelings were changed. I started to feel God's presence. I said to God, please forgive me. And I started to enjoy the worship. It was a great worship time. And then, I tried to start the car, and it started. And this time, the car went fast on the highway like never before. I was very thankful to my daughter, to my wife, and above everything, to my God. He is always graceful. You can trust him. The last scripture. Everybody says, hallelujah, this is the last scripture today. <laughs> there is a famous story in the Bible, Paul, Paul and Silas in a prison. Book of Acts, uh, chapter 16, verse 25. About midnight, 
Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. You know the story. They were in a big trouble. It was an unfair, unfair situation. They just served God, proclaimed the gospel, but they were beaten and dropped into prison. Why? Why? What was God's plan? How could God allow this? I don't know, but I know He is watching our heart always. At midnight, it was a very dark moment, but Paul and Silas had made a decision. They will praise and worship the Lord, and they became free. They could go out from the prison, first in their mind, second in their circumstances. You can get out from any prison in your everyday life. If it is in your mind, if it is in your heart, if it is in your circumstances, you can go out with praise and worship. This is the power of the praise and worship. Let me sum up the most important things. God's presence is the perfect solution for our problems. We can step in the presence of God by praise and worship. Our hearts will be changed in the presence of God. Everything you do flows from your heart. Amen. Man, God, God is just using you in such a powerful way. And my, my wife and I were, were having to do double duty backstage and out here too today. And, you know, I am not bilingual, but um, to be able to do what he did today is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And the anointing that is on you and just the power in which you delivered that message, we just, man, such an honor to have you on our stage today. Such an honor. Pastor gave us a challenge, and, uh, you know, we're, we are an externally focused church, and God is just really pushing us more and more to be a church that reaches the nations, not just a church that's right here in Wayne County, but that we reach out to the nations. He's given us a mandate and he's given us a heart to do it. And uh, he's laid that burden on us. And so uh, he's, whether we want to do it or not, he's doing it. We've been to Belize. Now we've been to Hungary right here today. And I know some of you may be saying, I'm hungry and we're going to be done in just a second. But um, we want to do something very special uh, for Peter. We want to, we want to lift him up in prayer. He has a table. Um, that's right out here in the foyer. His expenses to get here, to go to the, to the uh, training that he's going to be going to, the conference uh, down in, um, where is it, in Dallas, Texas, right? And that, you know, there's a lot that needs to be done to get him there. Well, Pastor put the challenge out in the early service and said, let's buy every CD this man's got. Would you like some of his music? Isn't it good? He did a great, great job. 
Well, there ain't no CD here, okay? All the CDs are sold out, but I'm sure we can work something out to get more CDs. But we want to bless him. So what we're going to do, Peter, I'm going to ask you, if you will, to go down front like we did in the early service. I don't know if Keith is in the audience. Um, members of the, there's Mr. Keith, and other members of the missions team, our prayer team, if you're here, if you would come down to the front, we want to pray uh, for Peter. And we want to just ask God to, to bless um, Eastern Europe and, and to use him in a very, very powerful way in, uh, in that nation. And we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of, of being a blessing to the world, to the, not just our little corner of the world. And you may have come here today and and we're about to pray for Peter. We're about to pray for Eastern Europe and Hungary. And you may be here and say, you know, I got some stuff. I got some needs. Well, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to come forward. And let's not worry about the things that are going on in our lives. I've got stuff going on. You've got stuff going on. But Peter said it in his message. Look to heaven. Fix our eyes on Jesus. And you know what happens when we do that? You know what happens when our focus is on others and not on us? The stuff that is so big in our lives begins to diminish. Because when we look to heaven, we begin to see God for who He really is. How big He truly is. And it gives us a greater understanding of just how well He's got our lives in His hands. And it's going to be okay. So I'm going to ask you, if you will, right where you are, just move out from your seat. Would you come down? We want to come down and get behind our teams. We want to get behind Peter, and we want to pray for Peter. We want to pray for Hungary and all the Eastern European nations that, that, we, that God would just infiltrate that area of the world because Jesus is coming back. Do you believe that? Do you believe He's coming? I believe you believe it or we wouldn't be here today. He's coming back. And we want to reach this world for Him. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. If you would, right where you are, just bow your heads. And we're going to pray for Peter. Father, thank you so much for bringing this man here. We believe with all of our heart, God, that this is part of your divine plan. Lord, Your Word says in Psalm 139 that before we were knit together in our mother's womb, God, that every day of our life was ordained by You. And this, uh, this meeting right here, this, this crossroads that we're in, God, as a church, where we're becoming more focused on You and You reaching all the peoples of the world, this didn't happen by chance. Peter's not here by chance today. And God, we pray Your blessing on his life. We pray for his wife and his four children. We ask You to keep them safe. We ask You to give them physical health and strength and emotional. And God, meet every financial obligation that they have. Lord, we pray for him spiritually as he is in a place, God, where there's, it's a fight sometimes. As he preaches the gospel and declares the good news of Jesus in a way that's different. In a way that isn't liturgical, God. It's very difficult to, to break that cultural tradition. And so, God, use Him, Lord, in a powerful way. 
God, thank you for his heart. Thank you, God. There's such a connection, such a like-mindedness. Him as a pastor and, and as a church leader with our church, God. And I believe that's one of the other reasons today was so easy. God, I just thank you for his heart. I thank you for his love for you. Open doors for him, God, that have never been opened before. Give him favor. Give him favor, God, like he's never had before. And the opportunities to make an eternal difference in the lives of those that he comes in contact with. He's done that for me today. I just thank you for him, God. Lord, bless the ministry that you've called him to. And use Him, Lord, in a very, very powerful way. Now, God, as we send Him out, I pray that we would do it generously. We have an opportunity to go by His table in the lobby. And, God, that we would be a generous people. We may be here today saying, well, i got a need there too. God, help us understand Your economy. If we trust You, Lord, if we obey You in that, God... We can't outgive you. So, Lord, we want to bless this man today. God, thank you for the opportunity of being in church. Thank you for our lives being changed. Thank you, God, for helping us understand the importance of keeping our eyes on you and having joy in our heart because a world that is dark and full of despair is watching and they're looking for that place they can find hope. May it be in us, God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you, Peter. We love you, man.